Welcome everybody to Sockets. I am the great and powerful King of Kings, Prince of Awesome, all that is awesome, Derek. How are you today on this Monday, February 1st? Holy crap. February's here already. Just it it still feels like January. Um actually it still feels like December, to be honest with you. I can't believe this year's going already as fast as it has been. But either way, I hope you enjoyed your weekend. I know mine was amazing. Um, had a nice, quiet uh, weekend, and things things are going along nicely. And I hope they are the same for you. So now we're into week two of our mind, body, and soul um, reinvention. I guess you could say, um, because like I said last week and the week before that, you know, the show kind of lost a little bit of focus talking to bands constantly, talking to comedians constantly, and lost the idea of mental health and mental well-being um, during that time period, which, again, was by design, but at the same time, I didn't want to lose the focus of the show. So now we're refocusing. Bands and comedians and all that stuff is coming again. That's not – I'm not completely dumping that because that's the whole heart of the show, a little bit of everything, you know. But now – we're going to go ahead and really start reincorporating therapists and authors and survivors and everything else like that on top of the bands and stuff like that. So again, this week will be no different. And then the following week, next week, we'll go ahead and uh, get back to the bands and the music and the comedy and everything else in between. But for right now, let's just get our mind in check because last year sucked. The first part of January was pretty shitty. And now going into February, it's a little iffy. So let's clear our mind, clear our thoughts, and just enjoy the ride. Um, and that, again, is no different tonight. Because tonight, um, I have an author with me that has penned 39 children's books and also has penned a, um, a lifestyle book, you know, talking about her battles with uh, food addictions and so on and so forth. And we'll talk about all those things and more with my guest tonight. Miss Bracca Getz. How are you? Oh, great. Happy to be here. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, it's my pleasure, actually. Um, you have made a, um, a heck of a career for yourself with, you know, um, targeting kids and, you know, writing just amazing children's books for them over the course of your career. What exactly inspired you to, you know, pretty much dedicate your career to that? I, I... I tried to, my, my children's books are unusual because they're spiritual books. Mm -hmm. Like I try to write about really deep concepts that you wouldn't expect to be in a picture book. And I write the kind of books I wished I had as a child because I wasn't brought up in a spiritual way. 
and I feel, well, you'll see in the conversation we have that like, that's why I feel the addictions developed because I was trying to fill something that was empty inside of me, but I didn't know what it was. So basically, I, I feel that if I can give children life skills and an understanding that they're spiritual beings from the beginning of their lives, then they will know how to enrich their lives all the way through. They'll have happiness skills. They'll know how to get deep pleasure in life. And they won't have to get stuck with addictions like that are really widespread because I feel people are people have souls that are genuinely starving and that's that that's the basis for the addictions so basically i'm helping to fill children's souls from the beginning that's that's what i love to do so your take on it um is and correct me if i'm wrong i'm just trying to make sure i understand um your take on it is because you weren't raised spiritually that your that's what kind of started the addictions for you yeah i didn't have the nourishment my soul was craving nourishment spiritual nourishment that it wasn't getting so it tried to fill up i i believe that why why we overeat is because food gives us pleasure and we want the pleasure to last so we just keep overeating it but it's really something else it's a different emptiness inside that we're trying to fill we want pleasure to last and there's other ways to get pleasure to last and that's what i'm exploring that's what i'm that's what i'm sharing about what are ways to bring more lasting pleasure into our lives besides because that's what we're trying to do with addictions we're trying to get the pleasure that we experience the fleeting pleasure that we get from an addictive substance we are using that to keep the pleasure lasting and then different way to do it is to bring more lasting pleasure into our lives hmm do you believe that lack of spirituality is the root of all addictions i know it's a wild thing to believe that right i i i once you know i used to um coordinate a big brother big sister program and they had an addiction uh, specialist come in and they, they they were like there were like 300 of us that were on the staff and they asked who thinks there's a physical basis to addiction who thinks it's an emotional thing who thinks it's something spiritual i was the only person in the spiritual corner but i really believe it i really believe that what we are we are spiritual beings housed in physical bodies for this existence we're supposed to be in physical bodies that's what we're here for to interact with the world and, and, and find the spiritual sparks and uplift them, and also to, um, to elevate our physical beings to a more spiritual state. So I think that, yes, I really believe that um, what we are in essence are spiritual beings housed in bodies, and that that's the basis for addictions, because we're not nourishing our spiritual beings enough. And so, um, like the purpose of the pleasures in this world are really the main purpose is to elevate our souls but we get stuck on the sensory pleasure that it brings to us which it which is just done for our delight like it didn't have to be that way it could have been we t we took a pill every day like 
um, for our physical sustenance. Um, but instead, like, um, you know, things were made to be beautiful and become the most beautiful colors right when they're ripe on the tree. And, um, and they to have a beautiful smell and a wonderful taste. So like all these things were made to be pleasurable. All the physical, natural pleasures were made to be pleasurable. But the purpose of that pleasure was something greater. It's to uplift our souls. Hmm. Because... See, I'm not a very spiritual person in any which way, shape, or form. I'm not a religious person. I'm someone that's, you know, planted very firmly in science. Um, and, that's, and that's how I've always been. I was raised um, complete polar opposite of you. I was raised in a very strictly Catholic household. Wow. And, wow. Um, and uh, as I got older, and you know, I was even went to Catholic school. Um, as I got older and as, you know my brain started doing work in, its, in itself, I realized, wait a second, there's something wrong here. And I, I began a spiritual journey, you know, once I left Catholic school and started going to public school to figure out what spirituality and what religion really was. Um, because I knew that what I was being taught was wrong. Um, and I knew, you know, the things that they were telling me were, and it, it, it felt like to me, it was just straight up evil. You know, I remember being a 14-year-old kid, 14, yeah, 13 or 14, I can't remember. The year I left um, to go to middle school, so it was seventh grade that I left um, elementary, excuse me, not elementary school, but Catholic school to go join um, regular middle school, and I got my ears pierced. You know, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and rebel. You know, it was Catholic school forever, now in public school, give me, let me get my ears pierced. So then the following weekend or a couple weekends later, whatever it was, time frame it really doesn't matter we go to my grandmother's um church in Cocoa beach florida and Cocoa beach is a very old town um for lack of a better word and it's you know primarily senior citizens you know a lot of retirees yada 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 but i go to this church filled with you know people my grandmother's age and the the the, the priest my grandmother's age he looked at me because we were sitting pretty close to the front and he told me that I was going to hell because I defiled God's body because I put piercings in my ears. And at that point in time, I'm like, okay, there's something inherently wrong. I mean, he made me to be have free will, but yet then you're going to damn me for having, for using my free will. Um, that doesn't make any sense at all. Um, and if that priest could only see me now, I, he probably, I'd probably kill him with all the tattoos and everything else I've done to my body. But I digress. Um, but either way, and, you know, through, because I've seen my dad suffer from addiction, you know, of, of alcohol, my brother the same way. I've known many different people who have had some type of addiction. And it, it's a, from a scientific point of view, I mean, even food addiction can be linked to biology and a certain chemistry in, your, in yourself. Um, because the addiction gene is a, is a real thing. It, now, how it manifests within you can be different. It all depends on what your brain chemistry is and how things, you know, work within you and what gives you pleasure. So, you know, that's why some people who have the addiction gene are smokers and some are alcoholics and some are sex addicts and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, it all depends. Um, even though I really don't think sex addicts is a thing, but that's my, that's my thing. Um, but I... I 
because I believe that while I, I kind of agree with you on the spirituality of things, I just think it's more internalized spirituality. So like that belief in yourself, that happiness within, you know, can control that, you know, that addiction. Um, you know what I'm saying? It's like that, because like nobody in this world has the power to make yourself happy. You, nobody can make you happy. The only person that can do that is yourself. And if you're not happy with yourself, that's what can open up that door. So it, it's more of a mental spirituality, I, I kind of believe. You follow what I'm saying along those, along those lines? Is that what you're talking about? Or are you are talking about something on a grander scale? Well, let's see. I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you about the pleasure ladder. And you can tell me if anything about it seems unscientific or doesn't make sense to your mind. You know, let me, to, you just give me feedback, whatever you see. Let me know if anything I'm saying doesn't, seems to be a lie or or it just doesn't seem like reality to you oh absolutely and, yeah. and that's why i wanted to have this conversation with yes. you so we can have a nice open debate among, exactly. among people who are state neighbors i'm in virginia you're in maryland it's fantastic so you know i want to have a nice honest debate because you know let's go ahead and just put a pin in this for just one quick second um, so my audience kind of understands here. Yes, we're, we're here to talk about addiction and her food addiction and stuff like that in the book. However, at the same time, you know, being that we're a mental health, you know, related show, addiction does correlate straight up with mental health. So I kind of want to get her perspective on things along with my perspective on things and hopefully be able to shed some light on who you are as a person at, as you're driving to work this morning or on your way home from work, whatever. Therefore, you can take both ideals and hopefully be able to attach them to yourself or be able to apply both of them together. And hell, I might even learn something out of this whole thing, too. So let's let's have this honest, polite adult debate and let's have some fun with it. So please tell me your pleasure letter and I'll be more than happy to interject as I see. Okay, great. And I also want to tell you that I was also condemned to hell. I mean, people that met me when they heard I was Jewish these people just came and told me you are condemned to hell forever you know so i'm just letting you know i i've been i've been there too that's what you, that's what you get for killing jesus yeah that's that's <laughs> oh i also had an experience like that i was in a catholic church I, I when i was really young and they were still doing this thing where they at one point everybody in the audience had to scream as it was it was part of the easter thing we everyone had to shout kill the jews kill the jews this is what and i'm like well, i can't say these words when what was is this this, this I, was like this was easter this was like an easter type of thing they were talking about and it was related to what you were saying yeah wow i've never heard of anything like that that's crazy oh it was horrible and there i was okay so anyway back to this yeah so i understand i totally understand why people put up a lot of defenses about certain things re related to religion. I totally get that. Okay, so here, this is something amazing that I learned. It, this is what turned my life around, really. When I heard from this rabbi in Israel that I was searching for the purpose to life. This is what I was searching for, feeling lo that life was really meaningless. And I really didn't see why I needed to continue living. I didn't really get that. That's where I was at, where everything seemed gray and there were no morals left in my life. Like, it didn't matter what I did. That's the place I was at. And I was always wondering, what is the purpose? 
I couldn't believe like we get up each day to to eat, to go to work, to make money, to eat, to go to work, to make money. What is this all for? What's yeah. it about? So I, I, this rabbi, he's no longer alive, but what he said blew my mind and it just didn't seem like something, wow, I'd ever heard before, that the purpose of life is to experience the greatest pleasure possible. What? Like I never heard, like, like religion had seemed like it was, like you described it, like, restrictive like this it's not about experiencing the greatest pleasure possible that that opened my mind and then the, the description of the pleasure ladder what it, it has five there are five levels to the pleasure ladder and these five levels they correspond to the five levels of the human soul this is this is ancient mystical wisdom that I'm sharing. This is nothing like coming off the top of my head or coming off the top of this rabbi's head or anything. This is like ancient, ancient stuff. And it's fascinating because it's stuff that like, you know, I went to Harvard and like they were doing research there about happiness and stuff like that. This is stuff they're just discovering now, but it's already in this ancient mystical wisdom about like you were talking about what brings happiness in life and stuff like that. So like what I'm going to say now is stuff that your intuition already knows, but this pleasure ladder is just a really clear way of understanding where our souls are at, the five levels, and what brings pleasure to those five levels of our soul. So on the lowest level are all the physical pleasures, all the pleasures that we get with our senses. And what's amazing, like I was saying, is the world didn't have to be designed in this beautiful way. I could have just taken a pill, right? But instead, the world was designed to be a delight to our senses. And so... Um, but what we forget, we get lost in the physicality and we forget that the raising our physical selves is just to elevate our souls. So, so music, like for instance, you know, because I, I think you love music too. Let's say a person is overeating. If they turn on music and they start dancing or stretching, they no longer feel like finishing up a bag of potato chips, for instance. Why? Because they're getting another wonderful physical pleasure. Or let's say they go out into nature, they're climbing a mountain, they're feeling the breeze, they're feeling the sunshine. They don't feel like overeating the um, box of chocolate chip cookies then because they're getting another different physical pleasure. The world was designed to elevate our souls. And these physical pleasures, like when we eat something natural like this, if we eat it mindfully, we, we actually feel our souls elevating in addition to it being a pleasurable taste, you know? So all of these natural pleasures are in the world to elevate our souls. So in other words, if you are, so if a person is overeating, they can substitute a different pleasure. And so this concept is to fill a person's life with more joy, not less, in order to overcome addictions, add more joy to one's life. So um, going up the pleasure ladder, what's on the second level of pleasure is love. And love is not, again, at every level here, it's all an empowering kind of pleasure. We can bring it into our own lives. Love here doesn't mean waiting for anybody to love us. 
it means focusing on the virtues of another person, appreciating somebody else. And that's something like you said, we do with our minds. We could do that at any moment. You could think about your grandmothers, whoever, and just thinking about qualities that you appreciate about your grandmother. And suddenly you have a feeling of love inside of you. Um, that's how we bring love into our lives. And also we bring more connection into our lives because like overeating also we do that when we're, we feel alienated and alone and bored, stressed, whatever, we feel separate. So each level of pleasure brings more connection into our lives on the lowest level with another object. And on the second level now with another being, we are connecting, you know, so that's the second level. Should I keep going up? Yeah, or? please go. Okay, so up on the third level is what's what's a greater pleasure than is meaning, bringing meaning into our lives, doing something meaningful like doing your podcast to help other people, to to um, help people healing from mental mental help people heal with their mental health, and this is all bringing meaning when you're doing something meaningful. Also, we don't feel like we don't need to be doing something addictive at that time because we are filled with meaning and that gives our life pleasure. Um, what could be higher than that? When we're doing something creative. Here we're, we're tapping into the creative flow of the universe. We're adding a piece of ourselves into the world that gives us even more pleasure. So you could do something meaningful and creative. That's like tremendous pleasure. and. And, and we, we don't stay at that level for a long period of time. In this world, we just get glimpses of being in creativity. We would burn out, like, but it's an awesome zone where when, when you, we're in a creative state, we don't even feel like eating or sleeping sometimes. We're just having so much pleasure being creative. And what's the highest, the highest level is um, transcendence, which is, Again, it's just connecting to everybody and everything, connecting to the source of everything and seeing how we're all connected. It's when, it's when the veil of separation is lifted and we, we can see how we're all connected. And so each level, like I showed, it brings more of a sense of connection, a greater pleasure. And also, what gets us from one rung to another and what gives us pleasure at every level is gratitude because that's what elevates our soul. The, like when we feel a sense of entitlement, like of course, of course I should have this orange or whatever in my life. But no, if I relate, thank you to the source of whoever created this, the source of all the goodness in my life, then I feel a sense of gratitude. It changes everything, the whole perspective about life. And so it's gratitude. And you see, when you focus on another, you feel gratitude toward that person and meaning you want to give to the world when you feel a positive sense of gratitude. So it's, it's gratitude that gets us into this wonderful state of pleasure that's really the the ticket it's the ticket to ride um up each each level um on the pleasure ladder oh and let me say one more thing all these pleasures nourish our soul 
And I feel they're all needed in order to heal from addictions, but it could be it's not enough. Because if we have so much garbage piled on top of our souls, then our light can't even shine. We have to nourish our souls from the inside, but we also have to get rid of garbage that's piled on top. We, we, we need to heal in both directions. Um, so I feel both is needed. We, we, we need to get rid of garbage, but we also be, need to be nourishing our souls in order for our souls to shine again. Um, yeah, I mean, there's nothing there that isn't also science-based. So th I have no arguments with anything you just said, because it's 100% true. Um, but I would almost, uh, maybe not, you know, <laughs> but I think before we can have Hold on, let me try to put this in my perspective here. Hold on. The only one that I kind of have a... And, and this is not a science thing. This is just a personal thing. Um, the only thing that I think should be subtracted from that is maybe love. And let me tell you why. Because if we're not satisfying our own life and we haven't reached... Like, or maybe I would put it at number five, like the last one. Um, because if we don't have meaning for ourselves, if we, if, you know, if we're, if we're not centered and we don't have all these other things, uh, you know, part of us who we are, then love is not even possible because we're not truly loving ourselves. We can't love ourselves until we love somebody else. I mean, we can't love our, somebody else until we love ourselves. And I feel like the other four steps are, would be more important because that last one not only affects yourself, but it affects others as well. Does that make sense? And that's, yeah, like I said, I mean, that was just a personal thing for me. And if you have something different to say about that, please let me know, because I'm just giving you my opinion. Which last one did you mean? Which Like you, like you gave the, the, the rungs of the happiness. So I would say, in my opinion, I would like move, the, the, be the last rung of the ladder would be love and not second, like you had it in there. Because, oh. because, you know, like, like, like I just said, we can't, until all the other things are met, in my opinion, we can't truly love at, at all because we're not loving ourselves. If we, if like, if I'm loving you, for example, and I don't have meaning in my life, then I can't, I can't truly love you because I'm now I'm, I'm focused on myself again because I, there's nothing else meaningful in my life. So if that first rung I hit and then the second rung I hit is love, but then that third rung I, I stop at because I have no meaning in my life. You know what I'm saying? Then I then the the love is kind of null and void because I haven't I haven't you know put the the true meaning of myself in who I am yet. So I, I would need to have that before I could ever truly love. Does that make sense? Well, the 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 definition of love it's a very basic type of definition here. It just involves appreciating something about someone else. It's a way to heal. And, and like in 12 steps, when people do this, you know, they have a, um, what's it called? It's not called a buddy, a sponsor, sponsor. um, a sponsor. You, 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 it's, it, and you, you learn to appreciate things about that person and the support that you get from being in a 12 steps group, for instance, it's, it's, it's taking you out of yourself 
and you are starting to appreciate things about other people that's that's giving you pleasure into your life it's this maybe the word the word again like religion it has like um some defenses built into it you know so i don't mean love in the sense of this you know very deep relationship it's like it's more of a healing thing that brings a person pleasure brings a person out of themselves to start appreciating things about other people and so a person doesn't feel alone in the world like they can it it, it changes a person and gives them a really a basic level of pleasure that you kind of need to heal so that's why i think it's that at that at that you know lower level it's just it's just the sense of stepping out of yourselves and being able to look at another person and value other people and 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 you can do that and if you if you if we just do that with little elements about them that helps to heal a person and it helps them to love themselves more too in being able to reflect those good qualities that they recognize in another person yeah it's more like a mechanism it it helps with it's having gratitude for other people it you become as you become a more grateful person you become a more loving person so it, it does help in building loving relationships and you are nurturing yourself by focusing on what you appreciate about other people Oh, I can't hear you. Oh my God, um, that's there my fault. Um, and again, I completely appreciate what you're saying. It's just that I, you know, for like my own journey through, you know, being bipolar and suicidal, and you know, my divorce and everything else like that, you know, I've had to, you know, really reconnect with myself and find who I am and find everything else about myself before I could even begin to appreciate anybody else um i yes i totally hear you <laughs> and i think i'm sure there were glimmers of just appreciating somebody for something that helped you in your healing it, it, it's just part of you know it, feeling isolated in the world that's you know why a person doesn't really want to keep on living but it's those connections as we build connections that make us want to be in the world and appreciate it so um i, I just want to say that you know how do you gain that love for yourself that you want to keep living it's it is by all these things it is by it is by developing the connection, the appreciation, the gratitude for the things in your life. I remember when I had a really low time after a trauma, I would just stare at a tree. I thought, there's still something good in the world. There's a tree. I know that the world still has some goodness, you know? Like that's all that I could trust at that point because I couldn't trust the world, you know? But mm -hmm. I could trust there was a tree. I mean, this is what... This is how it is when we get really low, we need to be grateful for something and, and, and just increase that. I think that. I think that's what helps to heal us. That's what helps to nourish our souls. So I don't know if it's just a um, terminology difference, but I think we're on the same page about this, basically. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah, I... I... I think we are, but at the same time, I'm not. I'm not 100% sure either. 
Um, cause like, cause like I said, I mean, I just, when, before I started this show, you know, and other than being a family man, you know, my purpose in life was about pleasing others and my, you know, get up, go to work, do a nine to five, you know, be that, that person, you know, that the world expects me to be, be the man that my dad expected me to be. My mom expects me to be and my, my wife and everybody else in between. And that wasn't who I was. Cause I didn't have a purpose. I didn't have a meaning. Yeah. I was a great, yeah. My, I, I'm, I go home every day and my purpose is to take care of my kids, but outside of my family, who the hell am I? I'm just a robot. And when I started this show, this show gave my whole life meaning and everything about it. Um, you know, just kind of, once it started happening, everything just kind of fell into place. And, um, I, I wasn't happy with who I was. I wasn't happy with, you know, anything else. I didn't truly love myself or like myself. I still don't sometimes, but, um, I, I don't feel that I appreciated anyone fully until I, found that true meaning in myself because I just didn't, I just didn't really truly care because I'm like, why, if I'm not happy, why should anyone else be? And yeah. you're just, you're telling me how to live my life and I, I can't find that. Why, why should I even appreciate anything you've done for me? If you're not letting me be myself. I see. And, and that's kind of why I'm saying what I'm saying, because I, I don't think I ever truly appreciated my wife until, you know, we, we've, we've separated now, but you know, until I found my purpose in life. And, you know, until, you know, everything else, because, again, once I was able to find my own purpose, I was really like, wait a second, you know, now I'm not the person she wanted me to be because, you know, she wanted me just to be that nine to five, go work, have a secure life and blah, blah, blah. She didn't want me to be in the entertainment industry. She didn't want me to, you know, to work for myself and all this other stuff. But that's what made me happy. So, you know, I found out I actually had less appreciation because now the things that I, I want in life aren't the same things that she wanted. And again, I, I was so focused on pleasing everybody else because I was doing what everybody told me to do. And then, so I had no appreciation for anybody else until I found that meaning for myself. And okay, now, I get it. Yeah, and that's kind of, that's why I'm saying what I'm saying. I hear. And I'm not saying that you, that you have to go in this order at all. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about higher levels of pleasure and you skipped right up to meaning and creativity and that gave your life, you know, the sustenance that you needed, the nourishment that you were craving. So that's totally can happen. I think I'm just explaining that these are, these are considered to be, um, increasing levels of pleasure. So you went right up to that level. Yeah. And and that really nourished your soul. That's how I'm saying it. Yeah, that's how I'm. I see what you're saying. I I get that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I said. It, it was just one of those odd situations where, uh, you know, I, I I at that point, I you know, I thought I had everything else. I thought I had love, and you know, I thought I had the first one. It was like, but wait a second. But I don't have anything else. It's so it's like, you know, I'm, I don't have that creative outlet anymore. I don't have you know, meaning. I don't have anything I used to have. And now I'm just like, I'm a drone. I hear. And, yeah. I think that happened to me too, now that I think about it, because when I was so miserable, 
it was the it was getting the meaning to my life that changed everything so and that was before I met my husband or anything it was that was the I mean I'm just saying that that really gave that's what got my soul shining that nourishment I was craving what's the purpose to life and that I was finally living a meaningful life so yeah and you can and we do like you know, under a starry sky at night and you feel that sense of transcendence and we don't live in that state of bliss and awe. We're not in that state continuously, but those moments, we keep them for our whole lives. We can always go back to that starry night. It's something that we keep within us and it nourishes us always, that, that sense of awesomeness that we've experienced at one point or another. You know what I'm saying? I don't I know. So. No, I got what you're saying. Yes. So, so in so in theory, you could take those. Um, if if you're wanting to kind of reevaluate your spiritual journey uh, within yourself, or you know the actual spirit, you know spiritual world, however you want to look at it, whether you consider your mind a spirit like I do, um, you know, you could take those that ladder and kind of rearrange it to fit your needs. Is what you're saying? That's okay. Well, the latter is supposed to explain what brings more lasting pleasure, what brings greater pleasure. This is the, this is the levels of, of higher pleasures in life. And, and it doesn't mean that you can't experience transcendence when you're an addict. I mean, for sure. No, when, when you're involved in, in, in addiction, when you're heavily involved in addiction, you can. You can still be under that sky and, and have that sense of transcendence. Um, and right that moment, you might not be using, or you might be, but what? But you know, it's still, um, it's something that you can you can go to all different levels. This is just kind of a map of what brings more lasting pleasure. So, if it's helpful to people to have this, then they can use it to help them overcome addictions by bringing these different levels of pleasure into their life at any moment, whether it's even a horizontal switch, it just basically explains the mechanism behind why it works. Why does it work that when we turn on music, we don't feel like eating more potato chips? I mean, you know, why? What is it doing? It's because it's, in my words, it's uplifting your soul and it's giving you the nourishment that you were craving, the lasting pleasure. We overeat because we want the pleasure to keep lasting. Like I was talking to another guy. He said he was just going through the pizza. He was finishing the whole box of pizza when someone knocked on his door. A neighbor, they needed him to help with something. So he went out, he helped them. He came back in. And he didn't feel like eating the pizza anymore. And he wondered why. And because then when I had explained this, he said, now I know why. I did something meaningful, like I was helping this guy, I no longer felt alone and I didn't feel like finishing the box of pizza anymore, you know, because like, because like my soul was nourished then, I, there was no more need to keep going, I wasn't physically hungry, I mean when we overeat it has nothing to do with being physically hungry, it's just, it's to feed the emptiness inside, so I'm calling it my soul but you could call it what, what you want to, but you know what, that's, that's what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. And, and you know, I mean, whether you believe in the spiritual version of a soul or, you know, just a metaphysical type of soul, we all have one. I mean, and that, that soul is, you know, you know, that looking of, 
of appreciation when you helped your child graduate high school. I mean, that that feeling of, you know, accomplishment and stuff like that, that's your soul. And, and so, you know, regardless of what you consider your soul, it, it's they all does the same thing. So, um, so I believe you're 100% right because, you know, whether it's crack and cocaine and alcohol or, uh, uh, you know, whatever, heroin or food, you know, you're doing it to fulfill a, a need in your life that you can't find. So you're using that to drown out the pain um, and you're using it to I want to go ahead and it's, it's a substitution for something else. Yes. And 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 why not bring more joy? Because like to break a habit, it takes like 400 times 400 repetitions to build a new habit but if we do it joyfully like in 10 times we could 10 repetitions could do it so like it's a different perspective is by adding more joy into our lives it helps us to overcome addictions to overcome bad habits and i just think it's a really important perspective to have the more joy we could add to our lives the easier it is to overcome the bad habits or addictions that we have. Oh, your, your sound is off. I did it again. <laughs> um, I, you know, that's my New Year's resolution to stop doing that. And I haven't stopped doing it yet, so I've already <laughs> broke my New Year's resolution. Because um, <clears throat> it just gets loud in here sometimes, and I, I just mute myself. Because um, <laughs> the air conditioning will kick on, and fans are blowing. So um, I sometimes just forget to turn it back on. But anyway, um, how much of what you're saying and have written in the book and what you believe as far as this kind of stuff goes is based on uh, based on your religion, based on, you know, you know, the stuff that you're talking about, how much of that is comes from being Jewish or, you know, coming from that faith? Like the thing is, I was brought up Jewish in a cultural sense, but I didn't I didn't even know that it was spiritual. That's what I'm saying. So it wasn't until I started reading this really ancient wisdom in depth that I that I learned all this amazing stuff. So um, it's there. But it's not, most Jewish people wouldn't know about it. I have a feeling, I don't, I don't think so, you know. We're, most Jewish people are not aware of this stuff, but it is it is there in the ancient mystical writings, you know. So um, I, I feel really grateful that I learned it because it really changed my life to have this understanding and perspective. Um, and also like, um, like another wild thing that you brought up here is like this rabbi explained, and this is again, based on this ancient teachings is that he explains that the opposite of pleasure is not pain. Cause you were talking about we, the opposite of pleasure is comfort. We, the reason we get involved with addictions is to, bring comfort to our lives, but comfort is the opposite of pleasure. It, it doesn't bring us pleasure. It brings us this, this fleeting numbness kind of it. it and, and so um, in order to pain can actually be a part of pleasure, like in giving birth, it's a part of pleasure or climbing a mountain. And we, in many times in our Western society, we are taught that discomfort is something to be avoided. 
but really discomfort is a part of challenges and growth and and pleasure ultimately it's a part of pleasure because if we're not experiencing discomfort like i just have you know we we lift weights it creates some discomfort and but like ah uh, if we lift a heavy weight it creates much more discomfort but like like that's how we build more muscles we build more muscles with the heavier weights with the with the greater challenges um and and these greater challenges ultimately can bring us greater pleasure um but like if a if a child has gone through abuse or neglect in their childhood the the overwhelming challenges can be too much and it just creates garbage i mean and that's why the title of my memoir is searching for god in the garbage so um it creates so much garbage that we have to get rid of in other words um so some challenges can be so great that they they don't at all feel pleasurable, you know. And um, so we 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 also need to be. That's why a person that has suffered, especially in childhood, needs to bring a ton of joy into their lives through all these lasting pleasures. In addition to getting rid of all the garbage that may have been put on them, uh, especially if it was trauma in childhood. Um, so I don't know if I just explained myself there. No, you definitely did. Okay. Um, but I would argue that some of the garbage that we've, um, put on ourselves and some of the stuff that we've had to fight as a child and, you know, through our childhood could be exactly what you're saying to seek out. I mean, like the religious aspect of things. You know, you know, the spirituality of things like some of that stuff is dumped on us in a negative way, you know, for ex for example, um, like what I went through and was told I was going to hell or being raised in a strictly Christian household and then coming out as gay, you know, which I'm going to go ahead and make a quick right turn for a second here. Go completely off topic and, and kind of because. This is something I want to kind of get a, a, a perspective on because I of your of your uh, of your spiritual faith of what your faith is. And um, I wasn't intending on doing this, but when I just said it, I'm like, wait a second, I have, I have the perfect opportunity. <sighs> For many, 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 many years, even through today, I'm sure someone right now in this world is speaking this right now. Being gay is against the laws of God. Okay? That law of God comes from the Old Testament, which is the Jewish book, which is also known as the Torah, or whatever you want to call it. But yet, the people that hold that book at its highest, which is the Older Testament, which, again is your book and you guys hold that to its highest power and the Christians hold the new Testament to the higher power. They use that one line and that only one line in that entire book, because the rest of Leviticus is harmful and like bad, but we won't go into that. Um, but anyway, why is it that the Jewish faith has always been pretty accepting of of other cultures 
especially the LGBTQ community, when Christian Christians can't seem to accept that if you guys have moved on from these different things, like, you know, because another thing in Leviticus is stone your neighbor if they work on the Sabbath. We don't do that anymore either. But I, 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 I digress. You follow what I'm saying? Why is it that the, the religion that holds that book in its highest regard, why is it that you guys don't use that to condemn anybody, but yet the Christians do? Do you, do you, have, a, do you have a thought on that? I think there's a lot of different Christian groups. Some do and some don't. Correct. Yes. I'm not, yeah. I'm not grouping them all together. But, right. but you see my question, though. Yeah, but I, again, I think we're just grouping too many people. You know, there's certain people that feel certain. I, it's very hard to generalize about it. There's all different views, you know. Um, so, I I get it. I, it, it just it, because I'm a huge advocate for for the LGBTQ community, and I'm a huge advocate of mental health and you know other things like that, and. All of that, all of it ties, you know, I feel a lot of the trauma that we carry with us on a day-to-day basis has to do with someone else's teachings of spirituality to us. And, you know, we were taught for so long that this is how it needs to be, this is how it needs to be, this is how it needs to be, and you know, nothing else matters, everything else is bad. And then as we grow up, we realize, wait a second, there's some good points over here. There's some good points over here. And then it ends up traumatizing us or it, some of it is, you know, to the point where, I, you know, I went through and some people have it even worse than what I had when I, you know, because there's a lot more to that story, um, obviously. But, you know, how... Uh, let me try to put this into a question here. But let me just say, I think that the dogmatic attitude is disturbing to you. I think that's what you're describing. So um, I think to have an openness to what, 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 what can be acceptable to you in terms of spirituality, what parts, what parts make sense to you and not to worry about all the dogma and I don't know, I mean, like, you know, there's all different kinds of people in this world too, just like there's all different types of religions. So looking for the connection, looking for what do we have in common? And I think that's part of um, accepting of all people too. That's part of um, accepting what's so amazing about each individual, you know? So I'm, I think, um, yeah, but you know, appreciating all people, you know, I, I just can't do that, <laughs> you know, cause there's too many people out there that have hate in their heart and hate in their mind and hate in their mouth, you know? And I, I have no appreciation. I don't care if, they are a Nobel Peace Prize winning person. If you have spouted hate, you know, in any which way, shape, or form, then you don't deserve any type of admiration from me. That's my opinion. Sometimes hate is necessary. Like, should 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 we hate Adolf Hitler? 
I mean, there are people that should be hated. <laughs> what can I say? I mean, like, um, there are really, you know, murderers in the world that need to be hated. But in general, oh. in general, you know, we can find things to love about most people. It just helps us. It, 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 it just helps us to be more open and, and have more love in our lives and, um, and less anger. I don't know. I think it's just a good way to live. We don't have to focus. And, and we get to choose who we want to hang out with and spend our time with. And we don't have to be with people that, you know, are upsetting to us. So that's good. There's, there's, thank God, so many people in this world. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. And like I said, I'm just, I'm just bringing this kind of stuff up because I overanalyze everything. <laughs> and I look... I, I I look past the surface of everything, and I try to find the heart and soul in That's everything. That's and great. It drives me batty. <laughs> like, you know, I can never take anything at surface value. I, either I'm like, oh, they're being nice. What's the the catch here? Or oh, they're being mean. What's going on there? You know, and it's like I I, I will jump right in head first and try to say, okay, let's figure this out. That's, that's, um, it's a sign of intelligence. It's a great thing. That's how we need to be in the world. Questioning. I mean, that's what we're here for. It's good. It's all, it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, but like I said, it drives me insane sometimes because <laughs> I just, I overanalyze it. And even after I find the answer, I'm like, no, that's too easy. It's gotta be more to it. Um, and, and if I, if I discover that it is too easy, then it's like, okay, I got to find something else that's more complicated for me to think about. Um, but, but I think it's, it, there's a perspective to me of thinking that this world was actually designed for our pleasure. That is an amazing thing that most people don't recognize. Like, why does a person have a child? What does a person want for their child? A person wants their child to experience the greatest pleasure possible in life. That's really it. So just the thought, just imagining that maybe we were created, maybe we were really put here in order to experience the greatest pleasure possible. That to me is mind blowing. We don't normally think like that. And that changed my whole perspective. Many people feel guilty experiencing pleasure. This changes that whole perspective. And let's say a person had a difficult childhood, then they definitely don't feel like they deserve pleasure. This changes that perspective too, to know that, yeah, it's, and, and, and it's not a sense of like, I deserve to have this and this and this. No, the pleasure comes from having gratitude. So the most simplest things in life can bring you pleasure. And that that I think that just it just changes a person's life to have a much more enriching life and it enables a person's soul to really be able to shine in this world so that they could do as much as they possibly can use their human potential to uh, to really feel fulfilled in life. Um. That's actually pretty profound. Um, and, and, you know, it, it's, it applies to everyone, regardless of your, you know, your spiritual beliefs or anything else like that. I mean, it's there's there's much to be said about everything you just said. And um, so I appreciate you, you know, you 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 saying that because it's it's the truth. Um, you know, we we've got to, you know, 
before we can ever, like I said, before we can ever move on and truly be happy in our personal life, we need to be happy within ourselves. And, and we cannot be doing that by, you know, constantly filling the needs that we're not are being met in our life with addictive things, you know, whether again, you know, Coke or heroin or cigarettes or alcohol or anything else. Um, the only way we are going to ever truly be happy in life is this, if we are happy within ourselves and don't have those things to, to depend on that, those dependencies. Um, because I think you're hundred percent right. You know, the meaning of life is to, you know, fulfill the greatest pleasure out there. Um, and regardless of what that is for you, it exists. Um, it might be, you know, getting to climb Mount Kilimanjaro. I mean, it might be, you know, writing a book, you know, that does, I don't care if it sells one book. I, I wrote it and that's all that matters. Whatever the case might be, you know, it exists for you and find it. Yes. You know, it, it, it could be as simple as, as recognizing that we're breathing right this moment, recognizing like, take this breath. We're taking the breath in that the, all the vegetation is giving to us and we're giving out what the vegetation needs. And like, could be, it, it could be as simple as, as, as being thankful for all the diseases that we don't have this moment. Mm -hmm. It could be as simple as, as being thankful for all the body parts that are working right now in our bodies. You know, and it could be, it could be a person could experience all these levels of pleasure in jail. If we have our minds, like you say, we can reach all these levels of pleasure, even if we're imprisoned, even because if our minds are not incarcerated, and that's what addictions are. Addictions make us a slave to uh, the substance that we're addicted to, but we can free ourselves by using our souls to enrich them or and using our minds to to um experience all these pleasures yeah um i couldn't have said it better myself that's <laughs> amazing um brock i do want to go ahead and thank you um it's been a real pleasure talking with you this evening um it's uh you've given me a lot to think about and i'm sure you've given a lot of other people to think about as well um for everyone listening to learn more about her the links for everything that she has done is in the bio of this podcast and the the video um so Take a look and check it out. Um, pick up the book about addictions or just buy, you know, one of her many different children's books to read your children at night. Um, there's lots of different options out there, and it's all it's all very brilliant and very put, well put together. And I, I love the way your mind works because it's quite it's quite um, quite fascinating. And it's really, 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 and you know, you're an intelligent woman that I, and I really do appreciate this conversation. Thank you so deeply. I know you meant that, and I really appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. Again, guys, all the links for Brock is in the description of the video and the podcast. Click those links, take a look, buy a couple of her books, and enjoy. But until tomorrow, guys, stay happy, stay healthy, and as always, stay heavy. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Have a great night. Peace out. <laughs>